You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast, a free resource for new coaches since 2018, created by me, Rhonda Hess. I have a talent for breaking complex things into easier steps, and I love helping you choose a smart coaching niche and launch your business with confidence. I began mentoring coaches in 2006 after five years of training coaches at Coach Training Alliance, where I designed the certification program. Subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. And don't forget to go back to the earliest episodes for incremental learning. Now, let's roll this episode. Hey, coaches. So there you are. You're trying to choose your niche. You're trying to write your web copy. And maybe you're trying to figure out exactly what you help your ideal clients accomplish in your signature program. And I hope you are. But you feel stuck. Fears and doubts are clouding your judgment, and you're in danger of playing too small in your coaching business, which will cost you. You're worried about promising too much. After all, who are you to take clients' fees and make them believe you can help them achieve anything? This 179th free episode of Prosperous Coach Podcast is about that worry that you might be promising too much. Get ready for a mindset shift. Find the full transcript of this episode at prosperouscoach.com slash 179. So first, all new coaches worry about overpromising, but experienced coaches do not. What do you think is going on there? It's certainly not because they soft-pedaled specific outcomes they help their clients achieve because coaches who stay safe in their messaging will not attract and enroll enough clients to survive in their business. And it's not because they're lying. You can't stay in business long as a coach if you don't operate from integrity. So where is the line between what you can promise, and what you shouldn't promise. Here's the eye-opener. Don't promise anything. I don't promise my clients anything. I help them make smarter decisions and take more strategic actions. You see, I can't promise anything because ultimately, my client's success is not up to me. No matter how good my guidance is and how well I work with them in the end, They have to make things happen. That's why my motto and podcast sign-off are stay inspired and make things happen. My motto is not, with my help, you can achieve anything. (laughs) If they don't make things happen, that's not on me. That doesn't mean I don't care and do all I can to support them to success. This should be a relief to you because your clients' results are not on you either period. And that may be a bit humbling because you might have been under the impression that you will make the difference between whether your clients sink or swim with regards to their goals and your niche. Nope. So what exactly can you control, coach? Let's think this through. This is a matter of survival and mastery for you. The only person you can control in this life is you. You can inspire, motivate, and guide others in this life. You can lead by example. You can shine a light on a path. But you cannot control the actual steps your clients 
take on that path. You can't control their mindset. You can't control their habits or behavior. You can't control the world around them. Now, let me make this clear. As a coach, you are one of two responsible parties in the co-creative relationship. You can and will make mistakes. You might mishandle some aspect of the coaching relationship. Be aware of your impact and take responsibility for it. That doesn't mean you need to be perfect or never make a mistake. It does mean don't be blithe or reckless about your role in the co-creative relationship. Be intentional. Check your integrity often. Own up to mistakes. And be clear that your clients have agency for everything in their own life. Now let's go deeper here. Now let's go deeper here. What specifically can't you control? Well, you can't control your client's feelings, thoughts, and actions. What engenders a positive result for any human being? Well, that's repetitive right thought and right action. A lawyer studies and researches, then tells a client what the law allows them to do in a given situation. The lawyer is fully responsible for that advice. And it's similar for a doctor, a CPA, and some other professionals. But coaches are not trained in absolutes. You train in a specific toolkit and process. As you coach, you'll get better and better at this craft. But you're not saying to any client at any time, if you think this and you do this, you will absolutely have this exact result. When I enroll a client, I have them read and acknowledge by the typing of their name into an agreement that clearly states, I understand that I am responsible for my own feelings, thoughts, and actions. Consider having a statement like this in your welcome packet too. I never use the word promise verbally or in any written message. I do address my clients' big problems and goals that are covered in my niche, messaging, and offers. If you want to attract ideal clients, use evocative language about the big, acute problems and specific goals of your audience in your niche, messaging, and offers. Make it clear to your prospect that you are a thinking partner, an accountability partner. If you have expertise, sure, own it. But even credentials and expertise don't set you up as responsible for your client's success unless you expressly claim that. And you never would, would you? Now, banish those fears about promising too much and move forward with intention and integrity. Stay inspired and make things happen. Thanks for listening today. You are awesome, and it's time for your coaching audience to know that. If you're getting value from this podcast, please share it with other coaches. Your kindness will come back to you. Learn more about how I help coaches choose a smart niche and launch with confidence at prosperouscoachblog.com. Joel Bass wrote my theme music. Thanks, Joel.